Welcome to Didache, where we are studying to show ourselves approved, rightly dividing the word of truth so we can worship God in spirit and truth, deepening our knowledge of God, thereby enabling us to deepen our love for God. Here is your host, Justin Peters. Welcome to the program, ladies and gentlemen. I hope that this finds you and yours doing well. And I want to thank you very much for joining me. We will continue our discussion today into the Jehovah's Witnesses cult and what they believe. Uh, I am still uh, coming to you from Brazil. I will be leaving this evening. It's about uh, 9.30 in the morning here, and I'll be leaving this evening about 8.30, uh, getting on a jet plane, high and pressurized, headed back to the States. So it's going to be kind of a, a long trip, and I'm starting this trip out tired. I'm tired already, so uh, it's going to be a it's going to be a long haul back to the homeland. But uh, anyway, I hope you are doing well. I talked to my wife last night, and she had to go to Coeur d'Alene to take a neighbor of ours to uh, Coeur d'Alene and go see the doctor. And while our neighbor was in the doctor, Kathy went shopping, and she went to Walmart, I believe it was there in Coeur d'Alene. And ended up talking to this Hispanic lady who was a Catholic. And my wife witnessed to her. My wife said that this lady just kept kept giving her open doors after open doors. So Kathy was all too happy to go right through them and spent 45 minutes witnessing to this lady. And uh, the lady was very, very confused. So much of what Kathy said she would affirm, like uh, salvation is not of works and Kathy would tell her, salvation's not of works. And she said, oh, yes, yes, that's right. That's why I must pray to St. Thomas every day. And uh, this lady just, it just like went over her head. Everything, she wasn't antagonistic and, and she wasn't uh, fighting Kathy. She didn't get agitated. Uh, it's just like Kathy would say something and just, wow, just completely over her head. And Kathy could tell it wasn't going anywhere. What she was laying down, this lady just wasn't picking up. And Kathy said, do this one thing for me. Please tell me, uh, please assure me, when you go home, you will read the Gospel of John. And the lady said that she would, so uh, who knows? I don't know if she will or not. But anyway, I am, uh, I'm proud of my little wifey witnessing to a lady for 45 minutes in Walmart. So I have a very good help meet. All right, dear friends, well, let us, let us continue where we left off yesterday. Yesterday, we were talking primarily about the Jehovah's Witnesses Christology, that they have a very different Jesus than the Jesus of the Bible. We talked about how they do not believe in the Trinity. Uh, they they uh, believe that God is one person, uh, whereas the Bible teaches that God is not one person. He is three persons, but he is one being. God is one being and three persons. And we talked about how the Jehovah's Witnesses do not understand the Trinity because they, like us, are fallen. And our fallen minds, our fallen intellect, just cannot grasp the Trinity, something that is so far above us. And uh, But they do not believe in the Trinity because they are not saved. They do not believe in the Trinity because they are not indwelt by the Holy Spirit of God. But you and I are. We are indwelt by God's Holy Spirit. And so even though we cannot wrap our minds around the Trinity, Trinity, we certainly do believe in the triune Godhead. And we talked about how they deny the bodily resurrection of Jesus. They 
assert that God recreated Jesus in his resurrection, not that he was bodily raised from the dead. Uh, after Jesus died, according to the JW website, God restored him to life as a spirit person, as a spirit person. Never mind that Jesus himself said, see my hands and my feet, that it is I myself. Touch me and see, for a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see that I have. So I'm not real sure how they get around that. Uh, that's not something that came up in my discussion with John and Patricia a few weeks ago. All right, well today I want us to talk about what the Jehovah's Witnesses believe about salvation. What is their what is their soteriology to use that term? What is their doctrine of salvation? Well, it's complicated. It's quite complicated. They teach different salvations for different people. Of course, that flies in the face of scriptural teaching. Uh, scripture teaches that there are really only two kinds of people. Those who are in Adam, dead in their sins, and those who are in Christ. There are those who are simply, um, well, kind of pulling back a little bit even more from that for a little bit broader picture. Uh, we could say there's really only two kinds of people. There are sheep and there are goats. Um, and whatever you are born as, that is how you will die. If you are born as a goat, you will die as a goat. If you are born as a sheep, you will die as a sheep. And when someone is truly converted, that is not a goat turning into a sheep. That is a sheep who hears and responds to the voice of the shepherd. But uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses have a very different view of this. Uh, you probably know that the Jehovah's Witnesses have this um, emphasis on the 144,000, right? Out of the book of Revelation. That's our that's their big thing. That's kind of one of the things that they, for which they are known, this 144,000. Uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses teach that it is only those, only the 144,000 who are selected by God for spe special spiritual service, and it is only these 144,000 that will go to the celestial heaven. In other words, they believe that heaven, the celestial heaven, will be this place uh, up in the sky, and it is will only be populated by God, one person, God, and the 144,000. These 144,000 are recreated uh, into spiritual beings just like Jesus. It is only the 144,000 that will, quote-unquote, be born again. If you press a Jehovah's Witness, they would say, oh, yes, we believe in being born again, but it is only the 144,000 who will be born again, no one else. And so uh, heaven, of course, the Bible teaches that once the, the new heaven and the new earth come, that heaven will be a place actually on earth. It will be a 1,500-mile cube, uh, as John describes it in the book of Revelation, and it will actually be here on earth, on a renovated earth. But the Jehovah's Witnesses do not believe that. They believe that heaven will be somewhere up in the sky, will never be on earth, and heaven, the celestial heaven will be populated only by the 144,000. It is only these uh, who will be born again. It, will, it is only these who will be um, uh, recreated into spiritual beings, and they will be just like Jesus. So uh, Jesus, I, I'm, if I'm understanding correctly, Jesus 
is one of the 144,000. So Jesus will be kind of just kind of a, a, a face in the sea of many others, many other equals to him, 144,000. Of course, that is extremely heretical. Okay, now, you may be wondering, well, if there's under, only 144,000 in heaven, what about all the other folks? Because there's certainly a lot more than 144,000 people on earth. Well, um, all of the other JWs, the, the ones who are not fortunate enough to be the part of the 144,000, these are the other sheep, quote-unquote, the other sheep that Jesus spoke of in John chapter 10. Remember, Jesus said that I have other sheep which are not of this fold. Um, the Jehovah's Witnesses believe that the other sheep are all the other JWs that aren't fortunate enough to be part of the 144,000. And here we see a parallel between Je what Je the Jehovah's Witnesses believe and what Mormons believe, because the Mormons um, also have this view that uh, the the other sheep are, they would say, were the Central and South Americans that Jesus appeared to. He said, I have other sheep. And so he went and appeared in the Americas. Those are the other sheep and they will, they will be Mormons and they will be uh, little gods or they will be gods after they die and go to the celestial heaven as well. So there's, so there's interesting overlaps between many of these cults and interesting overlaps between uh, the Jehovah's Witnesses and Roman Catholicism, particularly in how they deal with Revelation, not the book of Revelation, but the um, the act of Revelation, uh, how they view Scripture, and also we see overlap between the JWs and the Mormons here and how they view these the other sheep of which Je Jesus spoke in John chapter 10. However, the other sheep of which Jesus spoke in John chapter 10 are are not they're not the the JWs and they're not the Mormons or they're the Gentiles. That's all he was referring to is the Gentiles, the people who are not Jews. Jesus said, I have other sheep which are not of this fold. In other words, I have other people who are not Jews. They're Gentiles. Anyone who is not a Jew basically is a Gentile. And Jesus said, I have people among the Gentiles too. That's what he was saying in John chapter 10. He wasn't talking about the JWs. Uh, so all these other JWs, the, the ones who are not fortunate enough to be part of the 144,000, they will simply be recreated physically, not spiritually. They will not be spiritual beings. Uh, if you're not lucky enough to be one of the 144K, then you're going to, uh, you're not going to be a spirit person. You're just going to be recreated physically. You'll have a, a, a body, a, a a, a whole body, perfect body, and you will live here on earth, but you will be ruled over by Jesus and the 144,000. I suppose Jesus and the 143,999. So uh, they will rule over you here on earth. You will not have uh, a, a spiritual being you will be a physical being recreated physically and you'll live here on earth and i suppose you'll just have to walk outside gaze up into the sky i don't know if you'll be able to catch a glimpse of the 144k up there floating around in the sky somewhere but uh, i suppose that's the way it will be so you'll be here on earth and you will be ruled over by jesus 
and the 143,999 other folks up there in the celestial heaven. So um, you may be wondering, well, what about the non-Jehovah's Witnesses? Uh, what happens to people who die who are not Jehovah's Witnesses? Well, the Jehovah's Witnesses says, say that these folks, the, the non-JWs, I suppose, uh, people like you and me and uh, Buddhists and Muslims and Hindus and Hare Krishnas and whatever else, uh, these people will be given an opportunity to earn salvation after death. So after we kick the bucket, we'll have an opportunity to earn our salvation. And if we are good enough and we can earn our salvation, then we will live on earth during the 1,000-year millennial reign of Christ. And so uh, if we live a good life during that reign, the 1,000-year the reign for the JWs is kind of like a, a trial period. So if we live a good life during that 1,000 years, then we earn the right to live on earth forever. And we'll live here forever uh, with bodies that never die as long as we live a good enough life during that thousand year trial period and we, um, we meet the bar, we pass the bar there, and we'll be able to live here on earth forever and ever and ever. Of course, this is a works. Well, <laughs> I start to say it's a work salvation. It is a work salvation, but it's not even a salvation. I mean, it's they completely miss the point of heaven. The joy of heaven is Christ being with him, knowing him, enjoying him for all of eternity. But they don't have a concept of that. Uh, Jesus is just going to be one amongst the other 144,000. So there's really nothing very special about him. Uh, so they completely miss the point of, of heaven. But the Bible teaches that, that heaven is Christ. He is the joy and the glory of heaven. And the joy of heaven will be living with Jesus, worshiping Jesus, serving Jesus, enjoying him for all of eternity. But the Jehovah's Witnesses completely miss that. They, they have no concept of that. If you're one of the 144,000, then you'll be up in the celestial heaven with Jesus, but he'll just be another face among the sea of the other folks. And if you're not one of the 144,000, and you live here on earth, and if you live a good enough life for a thousand years, then you can live on earth forever. But Jesus will be distant. He'll be, he'll be distant, almost like a, a, a deistic view of things, that, that God will be up in heaven uh, kind of ruling over you, just kind of uh, hovering over you, but you're not going to have any uh, fellowship with him, not going to have a, 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 an audience with him, you're not going to be in his presence. And that's not that's not heaven. That's not heaven. I mean, I, who wants that? Jesus is heaven. He, enjoying him, enjoying the triune Godhead for all of eternity. That is the joy and the glory of heaven. The, you know, what I look forward to about heaven is not no longer being crippled. It's not being able to run and jump and hop and play like all the other little boys. That's not what I'm looking forward to. Uh, in regards to heaven, what I'm looking forward to in regards to heaven is knowing my king, being with him and, and, and basking in his presence for all of eternity and, 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 and enjoying him. That That is heaven. And so if, if you have, if you look forward to just being here on earth 
and living forever and ever and ever on earth. Well, who owns that? You know, I mean, that's, that's, that doesn't have any attraction for me. I mean, I'm grateful for the life that I have here on earth, but, uh, I'm glad it's not going to last forever. My goodness. Uh, I have something to look forward to, but the JWs really don't. They really don't. So if you live a good enough life, thousand year millennial reign, then you get to live on earth forever. But if not, if you don't live a good enough life, well, no soup for you. Uh, you will just be annihilated. You'll just be destroyed. You will uh, cease to exist. And so all of this is in direct contradiction to Hebrews 9.27, and his appointed man wants to die, and then the judgment. It is in direct contradiction to Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 through 9, which clearly states that salvation is not of works, it is not of ourselves. Uh, because if it was, then, then we could boast. And, and God is not going to allow anyone to boast in himself or herself because that robs him of his glory. So their, their soteriology is, is completely antithetical to biblical teaching. And according to the Jehovah's Witnesses, grace, grace is not unmerited favor, but rather grace is an opportunity to earn salvation by your works. That's what they believe grace is. It's not unmerited favor. It's not favor that God gives you. It is simply an opportunity to earn your salvation. That's what they say grace is. That thousand-year reign on earth, that is, your, that is your grace period, if you will. You have a thousand-year grace period to earn your salvation by your works. Uh, according to the Watchtower Society, I'm going to read to this to you directly off their website, uh, off the jw.org. Quote, in all areas of our life, we should be prepared to give our very best. We should not be half-hearted about such vital matters. What is at stake is Jehovah's approval and our being granted life. End quote. So there you go. There you go. Um, you know, at first glance, part of what this says is actually right. We should be prepared to give our very best. We should not be half-hearted. Well, I agree with that. We should give our very best. We should present ourselves as living sacrifices to God. But then they say, what is at stake is Jehovah's approval and our being granted life. Well, no, no, no. That is a work salvation. So they have a very diminished view of God and a very elevated view of man. Works do not earn Jehovah's approval, dear friends. They do not earn Jehovah's approval. So uh, when John and Patricia were telling me in my witnessing encounter with them that they do not believe in a work salvation, they remember, you might remember them saying that, no, we don't believe in a work salvation. Well, they were either not being honest or they were simply very confused and ignorant about what their own organization believes. So they, uh, because of Jehovah's Witness, very much do believe in a work salvation. And you might I uh, want to make note of that next time one of them knocks on your door that they might say, oh, no, we don't believe in a work salvation. Well, yes, you do, because there it is right there in black and white on your own website. They say what is at stake is Jehovah's approval and our being granted life, our, our the granting of life, eternal life here on earth, not in heaven, but eternal life here on earth is contingent upon 
your works according to the Jehovah's Witnesses. All right, dear friends, well, we will leave it off here for today and hope that you are finding this interesting and uh, um, helpful and edifying so that next time a Jehovah's Witness knocks on your door, you will be ready to give an answer for the hope that is within you. Thank you so very much for joining me, dear, dear friends. And until our next time together, may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Thank you for listening to Didache. We hope that you were encouraged and edified by what you just heard. If you have a question or comment for Justin, or are interested in more teaching resources, or would like to have him come and preach at your church or conference, you may contact him at justinpeters.org.